Holy sheep! Balls. Can you believe it? Can you, I can't believe I can't it, Bobby. Believe it. it happens. It happened. What happened? It, we're we're on episode twenty. The big two o. The big two o. What did you do when you turned twenty? Oh God, I started drinking heavily. Um, you know, the real interesting question is what what do I do with people who are twenty now? That's. Oh, that's good lord! What? What I say? <laughs> Throwing a little bone to the regular audience members. Oh, are we? It's audience recommendation month. Recommendations. And tonight uh-huh. is no exception. A, a true classic. You know what I realized too? What'd you realize, Bobby? 1988's back at it again. It's a hell of a year. It's a real good year. Are you sure it wasn't 87 though? We should. I, no, this was 88. Okay. Um, again, another another request from our friends at Welcome to Horror. Welcome to. Thank you for welcome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Welcome to Hora. Tonight. And thank you. We're going to be delving into a little film I like to call, and so does everyone else, <laughs> Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Killer Clowns from Outer Space? There's no question mark on there. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. But it's been a while. It's been a little like while, that, uh, that is that Stained? It's been a while. That song? I good, thought that was Creed. That was a good fucking song. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that was never a good fucking song, good, Bobby. Don't tell me that the mid two thousands new metal. I couldn't even like good. finish that sentence with a straight face. Hey, what what uh, what horror movie is that shirt you're wearing, Bobby? I don't have one on. Uh, this is an LL Bean flannel from the LL Bean store. So this is a this is something that's interesting. Maybe that should be your news, Bobby, huh? Maybe that should be your freaking news. Oh, that's a plug. That's not news. That's that lame article you sent me last night. I thought it was pretty neat. That's not neat. It's a freaking scam. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got a new, I got a new thing. Like, all right. Mm-hmm. It's time for the news. The news. Isn't that awesome? Um, once again, according to bloodydisgusting.com, one of my favorite finest publications. That's not that's not news. Company makes flannel shirts based on color patterns of horror posters. Mm-hmm. There's a Lost Boys one in the black and white and red. There's a nice uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street one in the orange and the light blue. Orange and light blue and, for Nightmare uh, on Elm Street. Yeah, it's, it's based on the the, the posters, the uh, the movie posters. They take the now. This is cool. There's an Exorcist one that's purple and black. Yeah, it, it's a way of saying, "Hey, I'm a grown up, but I also like horror movies." No, no, Bobby. Here's what it is. Oh, okay? Look at the Alien one. It's yeah, green. It's green. You know what that looks like. What? That looks like a plaid shirt that you can find at any no, retail no, no, no. shop, Marshalls, TJ Maxx. I don't know if you have those where you're <gasps> at, listeners. The thing. Yeah, Bobby, that's just a regular ass flannel shirt. I could look at the shirt you're wearing right now and say, that's from uh, this that's doesn't... from Freddy 3, the Dream Warriors. That's a, that's a Dream Warriors flannel. That's why I bought it. Now they're accommodating that, that demand. It's like they knew the whole time. I literally bought this shirt because I'm like, that looks like Freddy 3, Dream Warriors. <laughs> you're a trendsetter, Bobby. Thanks, L.L. Bean. Yeah, no, it's um, it's stupid. And if you buy something from there... 
You're stupid. I think it's a little well, here. Look, I just yeah. think it's a, like a, a unique idea. No, it's not a unique idea. It's, they are pretty pricey. Scam. I think they're like 120 bucks or something. For a fucking flannel shirt, you can buy at Sears. I'm sure they're high quality. <laughs> I'm sure it has like the tag of the director's signature or something. Dude, in there. I want you to buy one of those. I want you to buy this thing one, hoping that like the label says the thing on it, and then you get it and it'll say like American Apparel, and you'll be like, "Well, like this is the color. Son of a bitch. The color looks like no, the dude. thing poster." I, I really, I honestly, like seriously, like if uh, if I saw this shirt in the uh, store, mm-hmm. I would probably buy it. It's yeah. the, the Suspiria one. That's pretty cool, right? It's a fucking plaid flannel shirt, oh, Bobby. Okay, okay. Well, this news is is very upsetting. This is bad news. <laughs> Right. This is this, this is, is bad news. This is bad news. If uh, I saw on the internet today, I got like the cavity creeps or some shit. God damn it! I wish I had my phone because so I could tell you. It's a company on the Facebooks, right? And they have T-shirts, and it's based on horror movies. Mm-hmm. It actually has like a logo from the horror movie on. Yeah, the that's shirt. fine too. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So they had socks of the Howling werewolf socks, Bobby. And no one's gonna see those. Though. That's news. That's news. So you think this is a scam? Yeah, yeah, it's totally a scam. I don't know. Like, about, I would, here it's not about it's not about flying your flag to other people. It's like I would know that I'm wearing a shirt made inspired by the Exorcist poster. That's because you're a pretentious hipster fuck. Oh my god! Look, I've been Look. a professional fucking salesman for twenty years. Okay, professional fucking bullshit seller. Those shirts are fucking bullshit, Bobby. It's a scam. I know a scam when I sees one. I've been paired to a few. You, just, you know what you're doing? What am I doing? You're making me want to buy the whole collection. <laughs> I can hope you do. The old, hope you the, old, the old push-off sales tactic. Have you get a second do you mortgage? work for them? Get a fucking second mortgage for this shit, Bobby. Your ninja, your ninja Jedi uh, sales okay. skills are, are working on I'm, me. I'm doing the reverse sale here. It's working. I just want you to buy them all so I can make fun of you. So anyway, yeah, there's uh-huh. some really cool shirts that came out. Um, uh, a company's putting out flannel shirts <laughs> with the same color patterns of iconic horror movies. You know, um, I, I don't see, like, if you were to wear this thing one that's black or yeah, black and white and blue, different blues, I don't think anyone would stop you and say, hey, you must be a fan of the thing. Right. They'd be like, that's a really black and white and blue Let me see that plaid shirt. It's a fucking... Plaid shirt. I love plaid. <laughs> and I love horror movies. It's like they combined my two favorite things. No, they didn't, dude. No, they didn't. Okay, okay. I'm looking at the logo. The lo- the label doesn't even it didn't even say like the exorcist. No. Nothing. It's it's subtlety. <laughs> fandom like it's like fandom as an adult comes in, in subtlety. Well, is it Bobby? Is that yes. what I do? Are you are you more fandomed than me? No, no, I'm just more of an adult than you. Oh. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. And that was the news. That was not news, people. That was fake news at best. Okay, at best. So what happened? I know you went on a. You want to go to Adam's corner? Or can I talk about my? Yeah, hey, but you talk first, okay? Let me talk first. Just fucking we'll, talk. Okay, Just do your thing. I went to. I've never been here. Uh-huh. Last weekend, uh-huh. I went to the greatest city on the planet. What's that? And it's going to be a cliche. Uh-huh. New York City, hands down. Uh-huh. Have you been to every city on the planet? No, I haven't. But then that's, I've uh, never felt this way. I like literally felt like you know when you you know when you have a one night stand uh-huh. and then you think to yourself like I think I might be in love with that girl. I know you know what I'm talking about. No. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like I think I think I love that girl, but it's usually like turns she is she's fucking crazy and like yeah. you know what I mean because he's like, it's that like, carry it's that, like impulsive some bar, um, yeah. dopamine or whatever endorphins. <laughs> anyway, that's how that's that's what New York City is for me, mm. and I realized something about that city. It was hipster mecca for you, Bobby. It's not that I realized it about the city, Adam. Mm-hmm. I realized it about a little film. Okay. Called Driller Killer. No, that's a great film though. Mm. Called. Um, Maniac? Ghostbusters 2. That's a great film right there. I, I agree. Okay. The Search for Vigo's Gold. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and there's the City Slickers reference. Uh, uh-huh. um, no. I saw Ghostbusters 2 is one of the first movies I remember seeing in the theater. That and like the first Ninja Turtles and Gremlins 2. Those are like the three. Oh, yeah. I remember Gremlins 2 in the theater. But I, I loved Ghostbusters 2 when I was a kid because it was like amazing to me it's a hell of a film and um i loved it growing up and i've had it on vhs i've had it in various formats i like ghostbusters too i'll come out and say it but why wouldn't you apparently like it, it was not well received oh god i'm just saying all i'm this is all i'm saying okay and i'm trying i'm trying to build a defense for how we feel about it before you start naysaying uh-huh. this is just the the, the 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 cultural uh response to it was not all that at the time at the time was not all that great yeah and you know what i was like eight and I saw that movie. I think I, I told you the story. I've seen that movie like twenty times in the theater. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. When I, I was ten years look, old. We're on the same team here, is what I'm trying to say. Right. But I realized something about Ghostbusters too that brings it even to a more um, profoundly wonderful level. Let's hear it. Okay. Sounds deep. So the pink slime. Okay. Yeah. The ooze. The pink ooze. No, slime. that's ghost or that's Ninja Turtles. Uh, right, the right. the pink slime. It's slime. It's slime. You're not sleeping with it, are you? <laughs> um. Uh, they made a slime fucking joke in that movie. That's how good that movie did. is. And a toaster too. Um, yes. Yeah. Loves Jackie Wilson. Loves it. Um, but anyway, um, I realized that okay, the concept of that slime in that movie is that all the bad vibes manifest right, right through, in this in this tangible slime underneath the, the city. Vigo juice. All the bad attitudes, bad vibes, negative energy turns into turns into the slime. Right. And at face value, it's like yeah, that's kind of an interesting concept for like a Ghostbusters movie. Sure. But having been to New York now and understanding the importance of vibe in that city, and I know this line. sounds hippy dippy as fuck, but just mm. just roll with me for yeah. a second. Oh yeah, I'm going with you. Because like okay, so I, I, I arrive into Penn Station, right? And I'm just like, yeah, let me go check out the city. I heard it was pretty cool, right? Right. Okay, and then you like go up the escalator, and you're just like, like the energy and the like the vibe, like I said. The energy just like, it's like electric. Was it like a negative vibe? No, it was a positive vibe. That's my point, though. The point is this. It, I, I was on a good day. Everyone was cool. It was good vibes all around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good vibrations. Picking yeah. up good vibrations. Mm-hmm, yeah, right. um, and it was just electric, and you're, you're, you're trying to process, like, oh, my God, this is that city that I've seen in movies my whole life, feel and it, I'm actually here. You're really feeling it. <laughs> so my point is this. Like, the vibe... The vibe in New York City is like that movie makes total sense. Like if you have a negative vibe, it's it's something visceral, visceral and tangible. If you have a positive vibe, it's it almost is that as well. So you didn't get mugged? No, I didn't get mugged. Okay. People were fairly nice. I went and I went on I went and saw the Ghostbusters Firehouse. I went and saw the uh the uh Zool building wow, where I Dana saw, Barrett I, lived. I saw the pictures on the infra web. Yeah, you know, yeah. spoiler, if you want to know what we're about to talk about, follow us on Instagram at pinballbobby and... It, wait, what? Oh, Von, Von Arndt, thir- 13, good. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but like all I'm saying is like New York City is a great town. I totally appreciate Ghostbusters two on a whole new level because and of the city of New York. Yes, absolutely. You know, at I, the, at I appreciate the, the first Ghostbusters on a new level too, but this is like actually applicable. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. At the at the end of Ghostbusters two, they actually they actually thank the city of New York. Yeah, as they should. Yeah. It's a character in and of itself. It's a great place. It's a great. I'm I'm still high on it. If that makes sense. No, that's good. I Bobby. remember getting out of the Holland Tunnel on the way to the Newark Airport and looking back from in the back of my Uber and looking at the skyline, and I like literally got emotional. Wow. You know what you remind me of? And you know how much I don't like emotions and people and like, like uh, feeling things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, it reminds me of like, um, what is it? Like the the, the Jewish folk. Or is it the uh, the Islamish folk? I don't know. They got that big old rock. It's like a big, uh, it's like a big monolith from like two thousand one space. I see in the middle of the desert somewhere, and they all come to it and like worship it. That that was like you. Are you talking about like Mecca when they walk around the? Yeah, something like that. Whatever. In circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that thing. thing. I think that it's thing. Mecca. Sure, sounds good. That's what you remind me of right now. Except you're like CBGB used to be here. Yeah, it's like it literally was. Like, I had real New York pizza. Yeah, 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 dude. It's like it's like the conglomerate of all things I love. It's like art, culture, movies, <coughs> punk rock, and food. Yeah. Like, what else is there? And it's not this like you think if you had this high concentration of people in in one region, you would have this really like gross, like homogenized, like TGI Fridays and WalMarts in every corner. Quite the opposite, sir. Yeah, I've Quite been to New York, Bobby. I know you have. I've been there. I'm just highly recommending it. That's cool. That's cool. I, uh, I I'm, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I mean, was there any, was there any other Ghostbusterness that you did? Did you see Slimer? No. Did, did they have the state, state puff marshmallow statue? I was gonna go to the uh, New York Public Library, and then I was kind of like, eh, I might, as, I better go. See did it. you see the bull with the big balls? No, but I did like uh, that's where I was staying is that area. Oh wow! Did you see the? Did you see that big uh, the big green statue with the? Oh, that reminds me with the torch okay. in his hand. Let's talk about this for a second. The okay. one that walks around at the end of Ghostbusters Two. Yeah, I there? guess that's a Ghostbusters Two site that I saw. She was a character. Um, she's a she's a what did they say? French name? broad. She wouldn't wear any underwear under that. Something thing. like that. Anyway, probably didn't shave her legs um, either. I'm gonna come out and say it. Statue of Liberty, hot, very underwhelming. Really. Dude, I had this impression mostly from watching Ghostbusters too. Right, right, right. That the Statue of Liberty might as well have been the size of like the Empire State Building. It's not. This thing at best is like the height of a Holiday Inn Express. Really? It's so like it is like. Was it at a distance? Well, you gotta think it was built in what like the eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundred, some shit. Sure, something like that. Yeah. Um. So buildings weren't that tall in the first place, and it was at a distance. But it was. I, I have a feeling if I was actually go out to the Ellis Island and look at it, I'd still be like, that's not. That's not nearly. Was as she light. hot? I mean, she always seems attractive on film. I, I've seen pictures, right? But I mean, like this scene right there. You're I like, mean, hey, baby, I like Liberty. Right. You know, I'm a fan of Liberty <laughs> and uh, ladies. So I guess, yeah, like by default, that would make her very attractive. All right, that's cool. Amen to that. And French women, right? Yeah, it's like a triple whammy. But she wasn't that tall. That's good. They ain't gotta no, be that tall. She wasn't as tall as they, I thought. They ain't gotta be that tall. It's fine. Anyway, you just got back from a foreign uh, foreign land as well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Adam's Corner. <laughs> That's fucking stupid, Bobby. Uh, no, so Adam's Corner. I wanted to cruise, Bobby. I was cruising the Caribbean like those pirates of old. Apparently, there were pirates out there still. I don't know. I didn't see any of them. But it's a beautiful place. Oh, so now you're going to start looking at your phone. You know, you tell your story, and I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I start telling it, and Bobby's like, let me check my fucking texts. Anyways, so I went on a cruise. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a hell of a thing. People, 
I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise before. You've been on a cruise, Bobby? I have. They're amazing. Oh, my God. It's a great value. It is. It's a really good value. Reasonably priced. Unlimited food. Oh, the food. There was so much food, Bobby. Wait, wait, wait. Like, can I can I interject? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, I know there's a lot of there's a high quantity of food, uh-huh. but on cruises, the one I was on, like the quality wasn't quite up to par. But I I have the feeling that you you put more weight into quantity than quality. I mean, you know, quantity is definitely a factor. But I mean, look at it like this: it wasn't all like fillet McNongs. You know, uh-huh. it wasn't all. Yeah, it was a buffet food. It was buffet food. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Not everything on the buffet was good, but there was always something good on the buffet. Like, okay, so there's one day where I remember I ate buffet, right? And then they had the Guy Fieri's fucking cheeseburger joint. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude. Well, did you go to Flavortown? I went right to Flavortown. I was in Flavortown. I was in Flavortown, USA. That has a genius. It's because you have that prick, that English guy from uh, Hell's Kitchen. They have he has like a burger joint in Vegas, and mm-hmm. it's it's really good actually. Guy but Fieri's guy, on every fucking Carnival cruise. Guy ship. Fieri knows his audience, man. He's like people in. He probably has a restaurant in Vegas too, but he's just like, we're not going to focus there. Like people in Vegas are all walks of life. You know who watches my <sighs> show? People on Carnival cruises, Flavor Town. I like when Adam's Corner used to be Adam's Corner. So anyways, yeah, I, uh, I went to the buffet, and then I, uh, I'm going to fucking strangle you with this mic cord right now. And I went to the buffet, and then I went and ate the Guy Fieri's double cheeseburger. I was like, hey, slap like two more burgers on there. And they did it. They do it without asking. They're like, here you go, fat ass. Enjoy. And I ate that, and I was like, you know what I want to do? Go back to the buffet. It's I, I have a love affair with food. And uh, no, but really, people... <laughs> Go, this is just turning into a Weight Watchers meeting. <laughs> Go on a cruise. It's like a party. Carnival's like a nonstop party. I'd say by day three, I was like really partied out. Um, I'd say by day four, I was full. Like I was like, you're just full of food at that point. Yeah, I was like, I don't think I can eat much anymore. Like you just ate for four days straight. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally did. Like a like a Roman soldier. And I'd take a nap. And then I'd wake up, and then I'd go eat some more. I wasn't like a Roman soldier. I was like a fucking Caesar, bro. So, okay, you've set the stage. Is there any specific uh, interesting or fun stories that happened? Well, there's a couple things. Um, for one, as I was telling your lovely fiance, Sarah, I had a day, which, which I feel is going to be one of those days that like old people have, and they always look back on. They're like, that, that day right there was one of the most perfect days ever. I was in Costa Maya, Mexico, right? And it's just like this little strip of resort. It's just this little slice of heaven, right? And there's a bar. And at the bar, there's a beautiful lady behind the bar serving really heavy drinks. And they're giving me all the food I want. And she was so pretty. I fell in love like four times on this trip, like, you know, easily. Mostly with um, hot foreign chicks that worked on the boat. But they wouldn't give me the time of day. I mean, they'd be really nice and smile, but there was no shot. I had no shot. I'm sure that um, drunken Americans on cruises never try to hit on them. Well, when I was on the boat, I wasn't really that drunken. I was just gluttonous. Well, I mean, you know, tomato, tomato. Anyways, the beach at fucking Yaya Beach. I just laid there like a king. Yeah? Right? Laid there like a king, and there were vendors walking around. I'm going to kick you in your fucking shins, right? I'm going to make you bleed. (laughs) And there's vendors walking around, just walking up to me like, uh, blah, 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 like trying to sell me shit. And be like, nah, 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 you get out of here. You with the hats. Come over here. Let me see them hats. 
You want 20 bucks for that hat? I'll give you six. So you were Rodney Dangerfield in Mexico. I was totally a Rodney Dangerfield on this whole trip. With a hat like that, I bet you get a free bowl of soup. <laughs> oh, am I right? So, uh, no. Let me get to the real meat and potatoes, okay? Oh, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. That was just the perfect day that I can't really ever explain into words. Mm-hmm. But up here. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I'm pointing at my head. Up here. Maybe one day I can tap into that and relive it with you. So, uh, yeah, Black Mirror style. So, uh, one of the things... <laughs> That I, uh, I I realize I've always liked, but um, just never realized how fucking absolutely stunning I am at it is karaoke. Oh, 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 oh. I okay, good. am fucking great at karaoke. Whiskey. So uh, I was on the boat. This is my first night on the boat. I go to the karaoke room because I knew there was karaoke. I knew I was going to do karaoke. And so I get in there, my cousin's there, my cousin's daughter's there, my nieces, and we're having a good time. And there's this really, really drunk chick. And she was hot. She was like stripper hot, because apparently she was a stripper. And she had been talking to my cousin all day, like met my cousin on the boat and just chumped Wait, him. is stripper hot a good thing? I mean, it's better than like ugly. Not necessarily, but go ahead. I've been to some shady places. In terms of hot, I mean, like, no, she was pretty right. hot. She was cute. She was cute. But, okay. she, but she definitely had that stripper vibe to her. Mm-hmm. And she's telling, and then she's telling us about how she sings in the church choir and how she used to be an exotic dancer. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And so she's huh. getting hammered, and she's married, right? So I guess they're, her and her husband are on like a, I don't know if it was a honeymoon, but like a holiday vacation. Husband's not there. Did you see her husband at all? Later on, yeah. Uh, let, me, let me guess. Can I, can I guess something about mm-hmm, this? Mm-hmm. She was far more attractive than he was. It's it's always how it is. You you don't meet like hot chicks where like the dude's like better looking than her. Sometimes you do, unless it's like Antonio Banderas. Right. Sometimes you do. Like man. hot chi- hot dudes could definitely get hot chicks. Yeah, that's true. But ugly dudes with money do as well. Right. I I figured like he was either like you know hung like Ron Jeremy or no. had cash. Yeah. One of the two. I mean, was she that hot though? Yeah, she was all right. But for, at the end of the day, he was. She was still more attractive than him. Is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, from like we're bumfuck he, South Carolina, wherever they're from, he was. He she thought was he did pretty hot. fucking well for himself. Yeah, and she felt like she. Settled. And she was a drunk, crazy ex exotic dancer. She was telling us about how she loved to do cocaine and crack. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> who doesn't? Yeah, but she's telling like my 17 year old niece how. Oh, you should just do what you want. Go out and do what you want. And we're looking at her like, what the fuck, bitch. Anyways, this isn't the point of my story. Carnival Cruise. Carnival Cruise. Come out out and see drunken, belligerent, debaucherous people. We're recommending drug use to your children. <laughs> Amen. So uh, I take the stage, and uh, everything goes quiet. You're up, Final Countdown? No, I didn't sing Final Countdown. I what, I, what I wanted to sing was Journey, Ugh. Don't Stop Believing. Ugh. Ugh. Really? Oh, God. You fucking suck. You are like the whitest. Like, fuck that song. I'm so tired of that song. Dude. People all of a sudden thought that it was a cool song because it was the end of The Sopranos, and then like they used it in some other shit. Like, I don't know. Really? Yeah, dude. I don't like that. It's I just, don't, you know, Bobby, you think of it like, like in terms of like hipster movie reference. Like, no, 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 no. I've heard that song on the radio since I was like, I don't know, before I was fucking Right, born. but it kind of like went away, and everyone's suddenly oh, a fan of it. God. Not that it's a good song to begin with, hey, Adam. Adam's Corner. Adam, Journey fucking sucks. Fuck you. Journey is you like... fucking suck. All that In the Ramones All that suck. 70s arena mm-hmm. rock shit can like get the... Oh my God, Cheap Journey. trick it, fucking sucks. Oh, you shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> but Journey might as well be up there with like Ario Speedwagon. All right, continue your story. Fuck you, Bobby. <laughs> 
Fuck your horse shit punk rock music. All right. Cheap trick. Fuck yeah, I love cheap trick. I just like, take Everyone it, loves cheap trick. I just take a low blow there. Yeah, like, was, what can I say? That I was really, like, you didn't mean that. Really, I know you didn't mean that. <laughs> I want you to want me. No, uh, I love that Journey song. They didn't have it. They had fucking shit for some Really? Songs. Yeah. You know, I have a theory about that. Of course. The guy, do. the DJ was from, I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick. The d- <laughs> I mean, you can see like Adam has his hands on his face and his elbows on the table. God, Jesus, I give up. Um, but I, I guarantee that they took that song out because the guy that ran the karaoke was sick of like dumb, drunk white people singing it. All right, continue. If it really goes from here on out that every time you want to cut in and say, okay, continue at the end of this, I'm going to break everything in this room and then we have no more podcast. Okay, continue. <laughs> Fuck you, Bobby. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so I go on stage, right? It really hurt. <sighs> All right, continue. Shut your. F- I'm gonna. I'm gonna stomp your fucking seventy dollar Converse All Star shoes. Anyways, um, it was a good time. I got on stage. The stripper chick wanted to dance for me. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I just start fucking doing my song. I'm doing my shit. You know, it was uh, it was come together by the Beatles. That's what I settled with. Oh, it wasn't the Aerosmith version. No, 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 no. It was the it was the Beatles version. It was the it was the Adam and Friends version. So, anyways, I take the stage. Right, all eyes on me. And did you just mute me? Did you mute yourself? Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. It's so uh, so this crazy stripper chick is just out there. <laughs> I can hate you so much today. <laughs> <coughs> she's dancing around i'm on stage right and i'm fucking shaking my shit and singing ow yeah come together oh my voice is shot dude my voice has finally come back but there was like days like the whole time i was in the boat my foot hurt so i had like a weird limp and like i couldn't talk right but they loved it they all loved it so we sing this song right and then the the, the whole during the show the fucking girl the stripper chick is in front of the stage like on the floor just shaking just like doing nasty stripper moves like splits and like back bends and shit everybody in that place fucking saw this chick's underwear and she's hammered drunk and i don't even notice because i'm fucking up there doing my thing you know it's adam and friends like i'm in the middle of my ship so afterwards like (laughs) the thing's over and the dj's like i'd like to thank adam and friends and their dancer for sweeping the floor (laughs) i swear to god he said that shit (laughs) 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 and so anyways Afterwards, the girl's like, I want to smoke. I'm like, all right, let's go outside and smoke a cigarette. So we walk outside. Mm-hmm. Bobby, I have never, like, literally had to kick pussy away. But I did it. I had to do it. Yeah, you did the right thing. I gave the booty the boot. I was like, nah, nah, chick, nah. She tried, like, everything on me to get me to, to fuck her. She's, like, doing, uh, I'm not even going to go, I'm not even going to all the, the horrible well, details. Well, I, I think we get the idea. Can I ask a question? Yeah, sure. Do you think that... Um, she knows her dad. I have no d- clue. I, you know, I'm amazed that she didn't tell me that in her endless fount of unnecessarily personal information. I'm going to say 20% chance she does, and if she does, she does not like him. Yeah. I don't think she likes her husband. That's a terrible... Oh, dude. And I'm Poor like, guy. I'm like, Poor honey, fella. He should have known better. I know. That. I'm like, look, honey, like your husband's on this cruise, and he's not right here, and this is day one. 
Like yeah. if we were talking on day five, yeah, maybe. No, but I'm not spending the rest of this time. Yeah, and she's like wasted. You don't want to look. I got two rules, Bobby, and it's like you know, hitmen. There's like no women and no children, right? Right. I got a couple of rules. Okay. No N- husbands. No Sagittarius's. Oh. No married chicks. Yeah. That's it. Other than that, like, hey, sure, why not? Those two it things. It sounds like you've learned your lesson from I've both I've learned of my lesson this from, is, from both of those. This is sage-like advice from uh, actual personal experience. Yeah, yeah. If you got a man, I don't want nothing to do with you. If you're born between the end of November and the end of December, you could piss right off too, all right? Wow. Not interested. Wow. So uh, You're she, a noble guy. I am. So she didn't... Don't fuck married chicks. Uh, yeah, one of those what qualifiers. Are you, Jesus? <laughs> So uh, I said no. I just said no. I, I walked by the lady a couple times later on the cruise, and she wouldn't make eye contact mm-hmm. with me. And I didn't try. Well, you did the right thing. I did the right thing. I totally did the right thing. She was way too drunk to even try for me to try to do anything in this day and age. That's rape. Uh, yeah. Let me let me go ahead and, and add a, a third rule to that list. Uh-huh. So no married chicks, no right. Sagittarius. Right. How about no super wasted chicks? Because you don't. That's because you're not a horrible, awful person. Um, my third one is actually no, like mentally ill. Yeah, that's that's up uh, there too. Because yeah. that's just taking advantage. Okay, let's move on. Let's just move on. Can we please move yeah, on? Yeah. So, uh, so, so, needless to say, over the nights that I was on uh, that boat, the uh, carnival fantasy, I was reigned the undisputed king of high seas karaoke. There was no one there who could contest. My throne and my crown. But you didn't win the karaoke contest. Every night. Here's what I did, Bobby. Every night, I went into the karaoke room, and I'd be a little drunk. I'd get myself a drink. You know, I'd order something at the bar from Danilo, who was my boy, who was the bartender in there. Order my drink, sit there with my friends, hang out, at Goofy until it was my turn to sing. And then I'd go up there, and I would just explode like an atom bomb on stage. An A-T-O-M bomb. Boom. And then when I was done, I'd say, I'm out. And I would just leave. I would just walk right out the place. I'd be like, I'm going to smoke. As soon as I was done on stage, I would, Elvis has left the building and walked the hell out of the place. Right. It was great. Dude, over the course of this cruise, I had old ladies and little kids walking up to me saying, oh, you were so great at karaoke. Like, that's right, kid. And so, uh, okay, yeah, you're right. I lost the karaoke contest. There was a karaoke contest one night. I did Sharp Dressed Man by ZZ Top. Had a Mardi Gras shirt on, had a fedora on. It was great. I lost because the crowd just, they weren't ready for it. But the next day. Just like Michael J. Fox. Booyah. He wasn't ready for that shake. No, Marty McFly. No. <laughs> I'm talking about the end of Back to the Future when uh, he plays Chuck Berry. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not that he has Parkinson. <laughs> I thought that's You're weird. a fucking animal. <laughs> I thought you were going with it. So, anyways, at the end of the cruise, I'm getting off, and JJ, the DJ, he comes up to me and he says, Adam, stop. And he runs off, right? He runs behind some closed doors and he comes back with a little trophy, the little trophy they were given to karaoke winners. And he says, Adam, Adam and Friends was the best karaoke I've ever seen on this ship. You deserve this. That's awesome. And I said, Undisputed King of the High Seas Karaoke. I was like a rock star on that boat. You know, people tell me about like going on a cruise for like flogging Molly or something, or like the motorhead motorboat, and there's like Ooh, they're dead now. That sounds fun and all, you know? But it's like on those ships, there's like other rock stars. Like there's actual rock stars. On this ship. Not other rock stars. There's actual rock stars. Other rock stars. I was the fucking rock star. That's that's awesome. You know what a good year for rock and roll was? 1988. And you know what it was a good year for films? 1988. Oh my God. Another 1988 movie. 1988. I'm a big, like, 19. I might get a tattoo of 1988. Really? No. So that'd probably be a bad idea. 
Tonight's feature is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Are you going to read it? Aliens who look like clowns come from outer space and terrorize a small town. Ain't that the truth? It was a night like any other night. Then something happened. Did you see that? Something different. It's not a shooting star. Why here? Why now? Why clowns? They've been knocking them dead all over the universe. What are you gonna do? Knock my block off? Soon they'll be doing it at a theater near you. Killer clowns from outer space. Just cruising through the galaxy and stopped here for a bite to eat. You don't need a police bell, you need a psychiatrist. Uh -oh. They want to play games? They're messing with the wrong guy. What are you in for? Killer clowns from outer space. It's crazy. Killer Clowns from Outer Space was directed by Steven Chiodo, written by his brothers Charles um, and one other dude. And they're, they're all Chiodos, right? It's they're all, all Chiodos. Chiodo brothers. Yeah. I feel bad. I, I got to find out the actual name of the other guy. What else do they do? What else do the Chiodo brothers do? Well, they're do? known for their creature feet, their creature effects. They did like Critters. Oh, really? They did the creature effects and Critters, the special effects and Critters. Uh -huh. They created the Critters, apparently. Critter creators. The Critter creators. <laughs> I, I want to say this is probably the only movie they ever like directed. Um um, and then they also did uh, effects on like uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, like Large Large oh, and shit. Oh, really? Those Chieto brothers are pretty talented guys. This movie, um, this movie had a pretty, pretty big significance for me. It's Charles Chioto, Edward Chioto, and Stephen Chioto. No relation. They were all writers, but it was directed by Stephen. Mm -hmm. They're all related. <laughs> So I guess that's why they call them the Chiodo Brothers, huh? That's right. It's a it's a hell of a film, Bobby. Yeah, and, and you know what? I think one of the original reasons we requested this this movie to watch is because most of us know that you have a strange clown fetish. I'm a clown, Bobby. I'm a clown. You're an actual clown. I'm an actual clown. I'm a professional Did, clown. Would you say that? We're curious to explore you. Mm -hmm. This is Adam's episode. Okay. Oh, wow. oh, it didn't, hadn't seen like through it so the far. through the lens of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh -huh. Like, did this have any influence or impact on why you want to be a clown there or were, are a clown now? There were two movies that had probably the two movies that probably had the biggest impact on my life uh -huh. was this and the original It. Really, those movies terrified me. Okay, I was so scared of clowns because of this stupid movie that we just watched. You know, that's actually like a um, a pretty admirable. 
way of dealing with things. I think I, I Batman that shit exactly. I Batman it. You, you know? did. Yeah, yeah. You, it was like my 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 youth. I was afraid of him, right? And I got older. And like my teenagers, I just hated him. I didn't like want to. Sk- I didn't run around. I just wanted to punch him. If I were to Batman um, a childhood fear of my, uh-huh. mine, I would have to dress up like a giant possum. <laughs> really. <laughs> You're afraid of possums. Possums are just giant rats that dwell in the trees, and they're terrifying. They're cute. They're friendly. They're sweet. I kind of like them now. There's little baby possums in my backyard somewhere. I want to eat them. Or, or if I were to Batman something I was terrified of as a child, and still as today, I would just go to prison. Right? There's <laughs> that. That's, that's another one. <laughs> oh, Bobby. So yeah, this movie had a, a tremendous impact on me. I remember after watching it, I was staying at my nanny's house. My grandma called her nanny. It was at nanny's house, and I was like sleeping on the, there's like an outside porch that kind of wrapped around. This was in Victoria, Texas, way back in the 80s, early 90s. Hell of a place to be. Anyway, so I was laying there, and I just remember like imagining just clowns walking around the outside porch, just coming in to get right. me. I slept with a knife in my hand that night. No joke. That's all, that's all true. That's safe. Hey, I lived either that or I died, and this has all been a nightmare since then. This is my hell. Now I will. I, will, um, I was. I, I was a. I did. I was afraid of this movie when I was a kid. I never like actually saw the whole thing. Right. The points that I. The parts that I did see, like I was like, "Fuck that! <laughs> Fuck that! That's terrifying." Um, I saw it when, it, this was actually the very first DVD I ever bought. Right. Was Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and then the original Planet of the Apes, my favorite film of all time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So I watched it again as an adult. I'm like, I cannot, like, we'll get into it. But as silly as it is, which is something I reminded myself watching this entire movie, it's like, like constantly I was just acknowledging, like, this is a really silly movie. Oh, dude, it's so silly. But as silly as it is, they do not, they take their scares real, real seriously. Yeah. yeah. They mean business with these scares. It's a perfect, like, 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 uh, balance between, like, cheesy clown gags. In like jump horror, yeah. I mean, and I think I think that can be a lot of the success can be attributed to that because like there's a lot of heart in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of creativity in this movie, as bad as it may be, like on paper, and the acting. Oh God, <laughs> acting but like it's great. got some cool ideas. But let's get into it. Let's let's start a let's start a little synopsis here, and we'll uh, we'll go along. Why don't we play the trailer? We did. Oh, all right. So, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Here's what it's about. All right. There's a guy, he's, uh, he's, he's out there. Wait, who started with the movie? Who was in the movie? Oh, yeah, it was all these punks walking around town, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just buying beer because they want to go up on the, on the hill and they want to go neck with their girlfriends. And then the ice cream guys show up where everybody's necking. And they're like, hey, want to buy some ice cream? And they're like, get out of here. I'm trying to get inside this lady. And they start throwing stuff at the ice cream guys. They're obviously comic relief. Now, the ice cream truck men you're were those, referring to were, those were, were the ter- Terenzi brothers. The Terenzi brothers. Okay. Those fucking guys. And one thing that happened in this in this situation uh-huh. was um they seem to have used the ice cream truck to their advantage to acquire or or court heavy set women. Heavy set women. Yeah. And it got me thinking, Adam. It really uh-huh. got me thinking. Okay. Were the Terenzi brothers mm-hmm. um did they Already have that job in that ice cream truck, and then like this was like the ice, like the byproduct they found out about right. later. Or did the Terenzi brothers at one point decide say like, you know how we can get women of <laughs> our caliber cream, and yeah. preference? <laughs> we should get an ice cream truck. Now, dwell on that for a minute. 
and then and then grind on this. I'm dwelling. I'm ready to grind. Um, the Terenzi brothers, right. again, the comic relief in this movie. Yeah, they are clearly very horny forty-year-old men playing twenty-year-old men that are also very horny. Well, this is the '80s, so twenty-year-old men were played by all forty-year-old men, and they were all horny. And they were all horny. That was the whole thing. In the that 80s. was like that's all you had to do in the '80s. Is just be horny. Is be a silly horny man. I mean, that's all I do now. <laughs> I guess I'm retro. <laughs> now, it, 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 you're very, you're very vintage. I'm so vintage, so vintage in my old now. <laughs> I could totally play a 20 year old horny guy. Now, the, the Terenzi brothers uh-huh. are very good friends with our protagonist, uh, Mike. Mike. His name's Mike Tobacco. Is I know. Name. I saw that in the credits. Like Mike Tobacco. That's a terrible name, but his name's Mike. I mean, Tobacco. it's pretty fucking hardcore. They never said. They never say his name. Hey, Mister Tobacco. Now, the Terenzi brothers are a group of brothers that are kind of the town goofballs, the count, the town dumbass. No one Those knows. are my best friends. They're no. so funny. Exactly. And so that brings me to this, my next question for you. Now, Adam. Yeah. Have you ever had any, like, good friends that you could be um, potentially embarrassed by? And as a general rule, most other people find them loud and, and flamboyantly obnoxious i think you're because, getting it that because i'm I, that guy i definitely you. have at least one of those friends <laughs> yeah. where you're almost like apologizing for them but you're like no he's a great guy don't even worry about it you know <laughs> like that time i met your parents have you ever had have you ever had any friends like that no nah, no nah, I, I haven't oh man you should you should find one i <laughs> It's it's always interesting. Remember that time we went to that burlesque show and you wouldn't even hang out with me because I was a clown. I don't even know what you're talking about. And then I tried to drive us home wasted ass drunk. All right, so that those are my thoughts on the Terenzi brothers. I guess you've never had an obnoxious friend you have to um, uh, apologize for. No, actually, I have. I've, I'm pretty much the calm one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I don't want to meet any of your other friends besides myself. <laughs> so uh, and, and you're a horny. 80s horny man. Yeah, that's that's I pretty much got that nailed. The annoy I'm like I guess I am the Terenzi brothers, Bobby, but I'm way cooler. Way fucking cooler. Right. Yeah. You don't I mean you don't drive an ice cream truck though, might be. I did used to drive a hearse. Okay. But that's a whole other story. So what happened after that? So afterwards the the out there neck in Mike and his little girlfriend, and all of a sudden, out of the sky, there's a shooting star that goes flying right past him. And they think, hey, that might be some kind of a comet. Let's go check it out. Now, who also happened to see that comet was an old farmer man played by Royal Dano. Now, Royal Dano was a character actor probably most remembered as, what was his name, like Ace or something? Or like Tin Count and like, uh, what's it called? Outlaw Josie Wells? Very recognizable actor. Yeah, he's, he's in shit, you know. Um, but his character... Mm-hmm. Did he have a name? I don't even remember his name in that His movie. name's like Old Farmer. A farmer something or other. Farmer Gene Green. Farmer Gene Green. Yes. Tin Spot from Outlaw Josie Wells. There you go. Okay. Character actor from The Right Stuff and Moby Dick. He was in Spaced Invaders. Yes. Also a terrible... We should watch that we one. We definitely should, actually. That's some HBO Spaced. old school shit. That's like up there with like Mom and Dad Save the Universe. I remember you. that one. Anyway. Anywho. Royal Dano is a character actor known for many, 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 many films. In this film, he plays just a basic, like, bumbling... Hick. Farmer. 
bungling redneck farmer. So, in, in, in addition, with his to that, dog Pooh Bear, Pooh Bear's dog, he, he's fur- furthering propagating the, you know the stereotype that all farmers, American farmers, are 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 bumbling idiots that uh, cannot act. Now, there's one farmer who who raises the bar, who transcends farmers. His name is Farmer Vincent. Okay, well that goes without saying, but you can also tell. That um, Royal Dano's character, Farmer Gene Green, is mm-hmm. a bumbling bumpkin idiot. He was a great actor. Because he carries a shovel and talks to his dog. Yeah. You talk to your dogs all the time. No, but he like, he's like, he's... That's like his best buddy. Like, like he like has like full-blown conversations oh, yeah. with his dog. Yeah, yeah, he does. You know. Pooh Bear was very... But that's fine. Very used you know, to, to communication. The world needs farmers. Yeah, the world needs farmers. What was he even farming? It didn't look like he was even on farming. He was in the woods, man. He could have just been a hillbilly. Yeah. Anyway. He could have just been a hillbilly. So uh, he goes to investigate, and him and his dog, Pooh Bear, are the first to investigate because they think that they're going to find a comet full of gold or something. No, no, no. He's like, maybe we can get ourselves some free passes, is one of the lines. I'm like, when has that ever happened? What to the circus? Like if you just like show up early to a big weird circus tent in the middle of the woods. Well, no, no, no. Like, hey. He went. He went chasing it first. Oh, it's bad one. Because he thought that like it was uh, he was going to get gold or something for it. Mm-hmm. He thought he was going to get riches from finding the comet. Yeah, but it wasn't a comet at all. But I think he thought it was a circus. It was a giant, big top circus tent. Yes, it was. And he starts walking around the tent. And he's like, I ain't never seen one made like this before. Because it's all made out of metal and titaniums. And so he's walking along, and all of a sudden, a weird circle hole opens, and some big ugly clown sticks a net out and catches Pooh Bear. Catches a dog, just sucks him right in. It's a really sad scene. It's sad. I don't like to see dogs get like... Get captured by clowns. Captured and, or killed. Or, I hate that. He di- His death was off screen. Pooh Bear's death was definitely off screen. I watched the child in uh, Assault on Precinct 13 get murdered point blank. Over and over again and laugh. And, 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 you know, like, old yeller still makes me tear up. Interesting. So anyways, then old Royal Dano, Farmer Gene Green, gets all hoppity-boppity, starts trying to kick stuff, and a clown walks up behind him. How did he get caught? Oh, they zap him with a ray, right? It just shows him zap him. This thing's wired. Oh, yeah, he tries to grab the, the thing, the, the circus tent cord, and gets electrified, acuted. It's just it's bad news for Farmer Jean Green. Flash forward, and then Mike and his little girlfriend Debbie show up, and Debbie's really wussy about doing this. And Mike's like, who cares? It's a giant circus tent in the middle of nowhere. Let's go inside. Now, can I, can I make a point on this, this part? Okay, uh-huh. Grant Kramer, who plays Mike Tobacco, this is one of the protagonists. He's on a date with Debbie Stone, who's played by that chick from Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Is it? Yeah. Good for her. Um, they're going to investigate what they think is the shooting star. Mm-hmm. Um, upon their arrival, okay, when they, when they exit the vehicle, mm-hmm. um, Mike Tobacco playfully jumps on the hood of his car and starts doing what I'm sure is a very accurate impression of the American Indian. Does he? Yeah. And then there's another scene where he, when they get inside the ship, where he starts acting like a carnival barker. Right. Um, my question to you is, Adam, have you ever done either of those things while on a date? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. 
I'm a clown, Bobby. I'm a, right. I've been on dates while I told a clown. you this was Adam's episode. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna investigate <laughs> how much your psyche through the lens <laughs> of Adam Adam uh, or Adam uh, the, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Did the lens of the Chiodo Brothers? Yeah. Yes. It had a very big impact. Yes, I've done all those things on dates and worse. That's what I thought. And still got laid. Yes, son. What's that? My child is hungry. Hold on a second, buddy. You're, you, you eating is not important to me right now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, son. I'll be right there. Hey, pause this, huh? Okay, so they, they go to investigate the UFO. Yeah. That looks like a circus tent in the middle of the uh, woods. Which is, I would take a date there. I totally would. What do you think's more? What do you think's more terrifying? If you were to come across in the woods, would would, would you find like a traditional looking like disc UFO mm-hmm. more terrifying, or like a weird like cybernetic like glowy uh, circus tent. circus tent? Probably the circus tent. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think I definitely think so. Those clowns look so fucking terrifying in that movie. Oh yeah, they really do. And uh, that's one thing I want to mention is when you finally see these clowns. A um, couple things. This movie was made for two million dollars. Oh. The Chiodo brothers know what's up. Right. They know what they're doing with their effects. And um, another thing I want to mention is, like, uh, apparently they recycled a lot of the masks, like a lot of the costumes in Ernest Scared Stupid for the trolls. Really? Yeah. So in Ernest Scared Stupid, there are killer clowns in there? Well, they, they like, painted them that weird, like, fleshy brown color. I don't remember the killer clown, the the things. I'll show you. I'll show you in a minute. We'll post it on the Instagram. I'll put them on the Instagrams. But, yeah, the, uh, those, those, uh, masks were recycled in Ernest Scared Stupid, but just painted a different color. Wow. But they are terrifying looking. They are really scary. Like, I understand, like, as an adult, I'm like, this is not a scary movie. This is just like kind of a silly, fun movie. But I, I, I also acknowledge that, like, as a kid seeing it, I was like, yeah, I get why kids were scared of this. The way their eyes blink just freaks me out. Okay. The way their faces move just yeah. blinks, freaks. It's freaky. There's one of them we'll talk about a little later that's like kind of like the more heavy set one. Uh-huh. And he just kind of like floats. Like, he's just like very the one that slow was in the and lumbering. No, no, no. The one, uh, we'll talk about the scene in a minute, but the one outside the, uh, the fast food place. In the scariest fucking oh, scene of the whole movie. Oh, yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> so they get inside the spaceship. They go to investigate like teenage roustabouts would do. And they're just hitting buttons. It's like all robotic, and they think nothing of it. Like, this is normal. This is how the circus is nowadays. What the fuck were they thinking, Bobby? I don't know. I could see I could see being like, let's check this out. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to get laid, yeah. Be all right. brave and whatnot. Right, right, right. So they go in there, and they start hitting buttons, and it's all not as what they seem. All of a sudden, they see these big factory full of big old things of candy. But before that, they, did you notice they walked into a, like a random room that was basically like a like a, a room from the Technodrome from the Ninja Turtles? Yeah, they're you know, like this is the wrong door. I love when they open the door and they just get get pulled in. Yeah, like they're just standing like, there and oh. they just like fall in. I'm like, oh really? Like, <laughs> did they just choose to do that? Hey so, man, two million dollars. You go. They you, got a lot. Went a long way. They did. They went put a long way with two million dollars. Really anyway, they, they they walk into this 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 room with all the cotton candy hanging up, and that's yeah. when uh, Mike Tobacco realizes to himself and out loud as well, "Oh, I know what this is. This is a cotton candy factory." Right. This guy's a fucking idiot. This is a really dumb hero. This must be where they hang up the the cotton candy to dry. And so Do he, you have to dry cotton candy. <laughs> I don't fucking think so. Have you ever seen cotton candy what be are you made? Fucking Mike? retarded. And you only seen tobacco get made. He didn't know how the cotton yeah. candy works. Yeah. And he pulls a piece of cotton candy, and there's a human face underneath the cotton candy. It's pretty, it's pretty creepy, man. It's creepy as shit. It's re- this movie is great at what it does, at right. being terrifying 
and retarded all at once. Yes. Like, ter- that should be the tagline on the poster. Terrifying yet retarded. Yep. Great movie. So eventually the, the clowns arrive with their popcorn guns. Yeah, and they shoot them with the popcorn and they get away. Wait, the, now the, there's a point in this scene where someone, I think the girl, Debbie, mm-hmm. yells, Debbie. yells, why popcorn? Okay. He's like, because they're clowns. Because they're clowns. That's why. (laughs) And I thought to myself, like, that sounds like something that happened in like the the cartoon version of like the the production meeting for this movie. Like some executive was like, they're like explaining, like, then they're gonna shoot him with popcorn. And then some executive was just like, Why popcorn? And the the guy that was pitching it was like, Because the clowns, that's why. And he's like, Oh. And somehow that made it into the <laughs> and movie. That made it into the film. Yeah, that's part of the sales pitch. Yeah, yep, yep sales yep. pitching process. That's my theory. I bet it's. I bet it's true. And so, so, anyways, they they get out of there. They run the police. They go to the police. The police don't believe them. Now, the policeman, who one of which happened to be Debbie's ex boyfriend, looked like a uh, like a handsome Martin Short. Right, and every time he delivers dialogue, it looks like he's like. Looking into the fucking sky instead of looking the person in the doesn't face. Doesn't he? Doesn't he look like uh, like like Martin Short from Three Amigos, but like a little bit more handsome? Like, yeah, yeah, I can kind of see it. He totally did, and the whole time watching this movie, I'm like handsome Martin Short, handsome Martin Short as a lawman. And then we got fake Gene Hackman, fake Gene Hackman, John John Vernon I'm playing uh, Curtis Mooney. He's the dean from uh, Animal House. Oh, that's right, I'm Curtis Mooney. Now Kurt Mooney. Curtis Mooney is an awful, awful character. Man, no, yeah. he's a fine character. Like, he thinks that everyone under 30 is, like, just, like, a dope-smoking troublemaker. Okay. <laughs> like, when he pulls in Klaus Nomi and his buddy for walking around and having a fine walk, wine walk yes. in the park. I just wanted to have some wine in the park. We were just having a <laughs> bottle of wine. We were just walking, having some like, wine. I'd be like, fuck those guys. Lock them up. <laughs> That's exactly. You're, you're Kurt Mooney, dude. Um, but but uh, Kurt Mooney. Officer Mooney. Curtis, yeah, you sound just like him. Curtis Mooney's character. Like, there's not a single line of dialogue he delivers that is like positive or even like neutral. No. It's all just horrible, angry things like directed at other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, he he's so unlikable. It's it's fucking jarring. He's a good. He did good. He did a good job. Like like even John Vernon, even is an actor. If he's, if he's in a scene by himself and there's no other characters, he's like muttering angry things yeah. to himself and when he's alone, like in his office. Now, Adam, um, do you have any kind of like special place? that you dedicate to like muttering angry things to yourself. No, it's usually after I get off a phone call at work, I'll hang up on someone right. and then just cuss. All right, well there's the answer. Yeah. yeah anyway. So they're reporting this to the to the police. And the police don't believe them. Because if you show up saying, "Hey, there's killer clowns from outer space." Thank you. People aren't going to believe you. Here's what I re- here's Not gonna take Here's you the lesson of this film, okay? When you're reporting something very Fantastical and paranormal mm. and life threatening at that mm. to mm. the authorities. Just make sure you ease them into it like a step at a time. Okay. Right. We saw something weird in the woods. We saw some dead bodies out there. I don't know what's going on. You should come with me. Okay. Right, right. You don't just run in and start yelling, I seen a Bigfoot or 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 there's a chupacabra outside. Don't or, lead with or, that. There's killer clowns that are killing people. Yeah. If you do that, they're not going to believe you. Especially when your town cop is Curtis Mooney. And Kurt Mooney, he never believed it. He didn't believe it till the very end, till his last breath. That's true. He didn't believe it. Those are some great scenes when when he would get approached by these clowns or that one when he before he dies, which is my favorite death in the movie. His? Yeah. 
with the blowing thing choking him. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what. There are some great... Okay, this movie has the greatest clown gags. Yeah. Like a clown car where they all climb out of a car when there's a shadow puppet. Right. Dude, the clown scenes are... You know what one really fucked me up as a kid? Here's the one that really got me. Mm -hmm. When the chick answers the door and there's a clown with the pizza. Oh, pizza. I have no... And the pizza box opens up, and this defies the laws of physics. But out of the thin pizza box, a clown comes out and zaps her. Not only does it defy the, the laws of physics, her reaction defies the log- laws of like just being logical in that situation. No, I mean, yeah. Like, like, have you ever just opened the door to unexpected pizza being delivered by a group of like creepy clowns, and, and your immediate reaction is, "Oh, this pizza. is the '80s. All they were was horny." They didn't think about the clowns. They didn't care. It, it was, she was hot to trot. She was hoping it was some big burly dude. Like, oh, pizza. Now, if I show up delivering pizza as clown, they'll get hot and bothered. Oh, oh. <laughs> Any Um Yeah, so from there on, the towns, uh, the, clown, the clowns run amok on the, on the town. They just like turn a whole town into cotton candy and put them back on the ships with giant vacuums. Yeah, there's all kinds of great deaths. So um, many great deaths. So now, many great. There's so many great scenes. I want to talk about a couple of them. Okay, the clowns versus the bikers from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Basically, <laughs> we're gonna knock my block off. Okay. Yes. Let's, hold on. So a clown rolls up on a tiny little bike, like a tricycle or a, a bike with training wheels, mm-hmm. right? Um, amongst the uh, the biker gang from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, pretty much. And uh, as bikers may dun, do dun, in dun, these dun, movies. Dun, dun. They, um, they're mean. They start mocking him. They start picking on him. And I gotta say, this is like one of the only guys who got what he deserved. Yeah. Um, they like break his bike. They broke his bike. And then the um, clowns start crying. And the clowns start, but he turned into a boxer too, which was weird. I was like, he, he jumped like 30, 300 feet and then came back down with boxing gloves. But on. is that a clown gag? Boxing? Sure, why not? But he did have like that punch that like that fist that comes out of its chest. Is that like, what he hit him like with? an old comedy, like old vaudeville? I mean, those are thing. things those exist. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. He punched up with one of those, so that kind of makes sense. Uh, now the most jarring thing, I want I, I legitimately want to get your take on this. Okay. In this scene, I don't know if you noticed it. Mm-hmm. The graffiti on the wall says I saw it. What did it say? No butt. No putt. Grass. Grass or, or ass. ass. Now, riddle me this, Adam. Uh-huh. Just what in the hell does no putt, no butt, grass or ass mean? Does that mean? I don't know. I thought when I read it, because I remember seeing this, is like, does that have something to do with like, you got to pay to drive? So I've heard that, you know, give some ass, give some grass if you want to ride. But what is putting? Some... Like golf? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that that part really. No butt, no putt. Maybe because the, the the motors go put 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 put. So uh, if you no. don't give some butt. You can't get on the putt. This is a, this is a stretch. I don't know. It's I no grass, no ass. Hey, Chiodo Brothers, let me know what that hey, means. What's please. it? It is up, Chiodo Brothers. We're gonna do hashtag Daily Chiodo Brothers, and you can tell us what. The, hey, you still doing the Daily Kurt Russell? I, I took a break. I did one today. Oh, you fucker! I took you, a break. Uh, it's gonna lay on for the mark with Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, we love you. We're sorry, Kurt Russell. We're sorry it took this long to even mention your name this episode, Kurt Russell. So, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell. Do you want to talk about the most? Do you want to talk about the scariest scene, in my opinion? What was your scariest scene, in your okay. opinion? They're at this, like, of course it's like a, a fast food restaurant called, like, Big Top Burgers or yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a clown-themed, because mm-hmm. that makes sense, because mm-hmm. it's a movie about clowns. 
Um, now it, it opens on this family, these mothers like feeding their children, mm-hmm. and she she uh, gives them she offers ketchup, and she's like giving them the burger, and and she like very aggressively says to this little girl, "Now I want you to sit still and eat your hamburger." I wish a, I wish a woman would tell me to do that more <laughs> often. To be honest with you, that's not the point. The girl was was not misbehaving though, right? You don't know her. Yeah, she may have been, and they just didn't show that part. Yeah. But this is absolutely the scariest part in the movie, and I, I feel like this is probably a scene that I saw as a kid that was like, uh-uh, fuck this movie. Right. Um, and it takes a legitimate, like, creepier tone. So the clown is outside in the window, like, making, like, waving, like, summoning her outside. He's got a big waving, hammer behind his back. Waving at her. Like telling her to come, come hither, come hither, little girl. And it has this super creepy, like you know that synthy music where it sounds like little children singing one note. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. That's how they do it. They make that in like Russia. They and just, it's like, like take little children and they spike them all at once and they have to make the same ah. note. Yeah, yeah. And uh, high tech. Yeah, he's ho- signaling her to come outside. and He's holding a cartoon mallet. Uh-huh. Like if like and then eventually like the mother like comes and grabs her and says get away from the door come finish your burger or whatever and then the clown goes like he's upset that he was thwarted that noise he makes is terrifying see what I wanted to see after that scene mm-hmm. after the camera cut away is the inevitable moment where the clown goes in there and smashes all those people to death yeah I didn't show that it was off screen no they all died off screen yeah they probably died. that little girl Use died your imagination yeah yeah um. But yeah, the clown's reaction and the music and just like that whole exposition is like, oh my god! Like that's when you that's when I realized I was like, yeah, this movie's silly, but like it does not fuck around when it's trying to scare people. No, it was great with the scares, and then that all goes on for a long time, and then uh, for whatever reason, Mike and his friends still haven't died, and so they start chasing him around. The younger cop finally believes him because he saw it with his own two eyes, and the younger cop also discovers there's one weakness to these clowns. You shoot them in the nose. Classic. And they blow up. They go pop. It's crazy. So uh, it ends up with them. Uh, the, the spaceship took off again, didn't it? Mm-hmm. And it moved. And it moved to the actual. It, it moved to the uh, amusement park. Right, the actual amusement park. And then a clown car shows up, and these eight clowns get out, and the security guard's standing there, and they pull out these pies. He says, what are you boys planning on doing with them pies? Great death scene. Great. And they all start throwing them with pies, and then the Dickies Killer Clowns theme song comes on, and then the pies melt him. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, speaking of that, um, the Dickies do like the main theme song in this. Yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah. song. Um, this, We're going to play it at the end. You know, th- th- that song and then the score in general is awesome. I think this might be, I hate to, I hate to use the word underrated because I know that drives you crazy, but I follow like horror soundtracks to some level. Like, um, like with that culture or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like super, like, like not. Um, I'm trying to use. This. It's like not on the radar, man. It really isn't, but it should be. What it, radar do you have, Bobby? Dude, I'm just curious. Okay. Like on like the the message boards, like the forums that you read about yes. horror movie music, like yes, it, this isn't mentioned as well, often as one, a John Carpenter or any more. I don't think Coney. it has like an official soundtrack release, especially on vinyl. Or if it did, it's not out anymore. It's not reissued. Especially on I can't find it on Spotify. <laughs> I can't find it on iTunes. All I'm saying is the whole time I'm watching this movie is like, if this, if they release this soundtrack, I would purchase it and listen to it. Well, that song by the Dickies is on iTunes. Right, but that's off a Dickies EP. Mm. Right. 
Um, and evidently they didn't let them like they wrote the song before even letting them see the movie. Did uh, did Mama Chioto do the uh, the soundtrack? Do the the score? I, I don't for, know for this movie. I don't know. The soundtrack's awesome though, and it contributes a lot to the uh, the scarier parts. Uh huh. Um, just a lot of fun ideas though, right? There was a giant clown at the very end mm-hmm. that came down on puppet strings from the ceiling. And then it proceeded to tear the puppet strings off itself in a Pinocchio-style, I've got no strings to hold me down thing, mm-hmm. and then starts chasing them around. And I love the effect, because it was a giant clown, you know it was just a guy, you know, but then they used the things that made it look smaller and him look bigger. Special effects. But before this happens, let's go back to the, uh, what are they called, the N- Denunzi brothers? The Trezun, the the, the, the uh Terenzi brothers. Terenzi brothers. They're all caught up. They're, the whole gang's there at the amusement park trying to figure out what the, just what in the hell is going on. Uh-huh. The Terenzi brothers end up uh, going off on their own. They get lost or something from everyone else. I think they're in like, are they in like a ball pit or something? Yeah, they fall in a ball pit, but they're in the clown place, you know? Right, and then uh, wh- who approaches them? A couple of seductress clowns in female drag. Female clowns. Were they female or were they like the other clowns in drag? I mean, I don't know. One of them had boobs. Well, they she like grew them. Their boobs just inflated right in front of them. And it was funny because an earlier line when Mike Tobacco was trying to get the Trevinzi brothers to come with him mm-hmm. to save Debbie, he's like, "Well, did, does she have a roommate?" He's like, "Yeah, she's got two roommates with huge boobs." And they're like, "Okay." That might be the most like one of the most true to life lines in that whole movie. Though. It is. Does she and, have a roommate? Like I've like we've all said that at some yeah. point. And then at the end, when those clowns' boobs start growing, they say. Are you Debbie's roommate? <laughs> Classic. Brought it back around. And I thought they were done for. I thought those nope. Trezinzi brothers, what are they? The, the Terenzi brothers. The Terenzi brothers were done for. Now, if you're slinging that Terenzi dick all over them alien clowns. They were uh, They were macking. They did good. They yeah. did good. They lived. They, they lived. They lived the whole fucking thing. And then they ultimately save everyone when the, when they're being attacked by this horde of clowns, which is a terrifying scene. Yeah. I was watching and I was calling my, I was like calling my uh, girlfriend. I was like, you got to come see this. And she's like, what? I'm like, Oh, she's downstairs. Like, never mind. Like, I'm not gonna. She don't care. I'm not gonna right. call you up here. But like that scene is like, there's a lot of clowns in that scene, and they all look great. There's dun, dun, clowns dun, you didn't dun, see in the dun, other dun, movie. Dun, dun, it dun. looks like a spaceship full of those clowns. Right. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't clowns you'd seen throughout. They had like right. additional. There's clown like three outfits. or four ones that you regularly see throughout the whole movie. Right. And one thing I want to point out about this film, like this is the end of it. Like this is super well paced too. Like there's never a point where you're like, God, let's let's move it along. You know. Right. It's always there's no slow parts. It's always moving, and the more it moves, like the legitimately scarier it gets. Yeah, right. It was a pretty freaky movie. You start to respect it the longer it goes. It's a freaky ass movie. It's a freaky ass movie. I enjoy it thoroughly. Um, great, some great ideas. He had the the cotton candy spider webs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, as 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 dumb as the movie is, it has a lot of heart. It's got a lot of heart. It's got a lot of creativity. He's got a lot of fun ideas. A lot of clown heart. The kills are great. They're mostly creative. Um, the moving popcorn scene, super cool. When they're running through the hallway and the popcorn keeps no, chasing no, no. them. The shower. Oh yeah, the popcorn was crawling around. Uh huh. Yeah. And basically, uh, the whole town just died. Right. The shadow puppet kills. The whole town just died. Eye suffocations. Yeah. They turn Mooney into a ventriloquist dummy, which is my. My favorite, like, post-kill of the movie. Yeah, that was good. Because most people just got turned into, like, cotton candy. And there's one thing that I noticed that stuck out in a good way. It's kind of. What? It's not a splatter fest. No. It's not gory. It's not gory at all. It could have been. Maybe it would have been enhanced, but it didn't need to be. Yeah, there's, like, hardly any gore in that movie. One, I don't think they had the budget for it. Right. And two, like, it didn't matter. 
They blew their load on the clown faces. I'd rather them do that than just have like regular splatter fest. Like, like the clown from like again Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That's pretty scary, right? That like weird waving clown. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. clowns scary. But like these things, these things are a whole nother level. Whole nother level. I hope I dream about them tonight. I'm a big fan. Wake up in a pool of, of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It is a classic. One of those ones that hit me in my formative years and turned me into the human I am today. As far as loving these kinds of genre films. From the 1980s and before and after. I think it had a bigger impact on me than it did on you, buddy. I would agree. I think so. I would agree, clown I boy. I think so. It's a hell of a film. Listen, I'd recommend it if you like movies that, that, that are movies. Watch this one. It's stupid. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. There's a lot of good deaths. You know, there's not any tits. There's no tits. No. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's like a B minus now. Yeah, it was, an, it's, it was an 88. It was an 88 vintage. That's the same year as Dead Heat. And that's just good. In American Gothic, it's a good year. Go back and l- listen to our other episodes. All the 1988 ones are. Like, they're all they're all hits. Uh, Pumpkinhead, I think, was Pumpkin 1988. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, trick or trick was it? Trick or treat. Yeah, maybe. not trick or treat. What was the other one? Uh, Black Roses from 1988. Wow. Yeah, 1988's where it's at. Vintage, good vintage. There, folks. It's a good vintage scream. I'm a big fan. I'm a. Big not a vintage wine, but a good vintage scream. Did uh, you see what I did there? Yes. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Pinball Bobby. You can add, follow Adam at VonArt13. V O N A R N D T 13. So I got a busy month coming up, Bobby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of shows, a lot of Trump card, a lot of other things. I'm, uh, I'm hosting a burlesque show this weekend, Bobby. You want to come? Yeah. Cool. You're not gonna go. It's Tim Burton themed. Ooh. Yeah. So all the girls are gonna be doing dra- dances related to Tim Burton. Is movies. she gonna? Is anyone gonna do um, the dead father from Big Fish? Maybe so. Isn't it that? It, isn't the father died in that? You should know. come and find out. It's a real tear fest. I'm gonna be wearing a Beetlejuice suit, and I'm gonna sing karaoke of uh, Harry Belafonte's "Jump in the Line." Deal. No, the other one. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one at the end, the Shake Sonora one, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be spectacular. Mm. So that's this Saturday night in San Marcos, Texas. And this is burlesque. This is burlesque. Now, do you have a little like Catholic schoolgirl, uh, uh, Winona Ryder, like, like on, like dancing to yours, to yours as well? She's going home with me. Do you really have one of those for your performance, though? Yeah, probably so. Oh, that's awesome. It's great. It's great to be me, great. buddy. It's going to end with a conga line with me and a bunch of dancing girls behind me. Oh, that sounds fun. It's going to be fantastic. Well, let me know how that goes. Yeah, I know you're not coming, you piece of shit. I invited you. I know you're never going to go to this. So, <laughs> this is episode 20. 20! Again, uh, audience recommendation week. Thank you guys for listening. We I got, almost quit, but I didn't. We got at least one more. I almost quit. This mid- month for audience recommendation. It's going to be a big, uh, it's gonna be a big, big banger. I'm ready for this audience recommendation horse shit to be over with. I want to pick a fucking movie, Bobby. I'm tired of not picking any goddamn hey, movies. Hey, that's a perfect opportunity to tease next month. What's next month? It's a little more open open theme. Uh-huh. Simpler. Uh-huh. Nothing like crazy uh, genre niche. I get to recommend two movies you've never seen that I think you should see. Uh-huh. And you get to recommend two movies. We're watching fucking Existence. That's, if that's your pick, that's fine. Right, right. It's the first one we're watching, too, goddammit. And then we're going to change the episode title the other one that you said we're never watching Existence. Because that title was supposed to be Jodie Foster art house bullshit anyway. Much better.